1: This is Sand Talk, the Beach Soccer Podcast, with thanks to Beach Soccer Worldwide's partners, Puma, Iconic, Real Fever, United Nations Alliance for Civilizations, and Genius. Thank you all for believing in the sport. Welcome to Sand Talk, the Beach Soccer Podcast, and in today's show we'll hop from Central to South America, Middle East to Africa, and round it all off. ...on the shores of Europe. Well, I say round it off on the shores of Europe as I sit here. Many miles from the shore in central London. But my man, who is always sure, and next to the shore as well, Matt Mills, press officer at Beach Soccer, how are you?
2: Hi, Mark. Yeah, I'm good. Good to be back on pod.
1: Just tell us how the weather is, just to make me feel a little bit sick.
2: Well, after weeks and weeks of rain... Don't give and me you a sad story work.
1: first, just hit me with what's the temperature, come on.
2: Yeah, it's like 21 degrees mm, today.
1: Yeah, 17 and cloudy here, so we're not, we're not too far behind, but I just get the feeling you're always going to be ahead in the sunshine stakes. Right, on today's show, as we head to Central America, we will review El Salvador and speak to one of the main players from that tournament. Uh, Sacha Veros, he played his final tournament in El Salvador for the national team. He scored two goals on his final national team appearances. We will speak to him about his long and story career in beach soccer. Plus, the calendar is out. We will review that and pick out the best of the best for 2022. Angelo Srinzi is on his travels. He's a man who globe trots. one of the top coaches in the world. Again, we'll explain more on that in just a bit. Brazil's brand new coach is a guitar-playing maestro. We'll give you details on him and Switzerland played UAE in friendlies recently. We spoke to Amaral and he talked about his new role with the UAE. We'll see how he got on. Plus, the Portuguese league is well underway. Match day two done and dusted. We'll have details on that. I'm slightly out of breath. Where do you want to start, Matt?
2: The big victories in El Salvador for the local side, the men's team, El Salvador, and USA Women's, who are taking the beach soccer scene by storm. I think you'll agree, Mark.
1: Yeah, definitely so. I mean, the, the way they've got the one coach overseeing both teams, I think that works really well. So they've got a real identity through both teams. For them, this is a real confidence boost, isn't it?
2: Yeah, absolutely. And we will be speaking to their number 10, Ali Hall, later on in the show. I'll see
1: how they stand as they head towards qualification, which will be the big tournament for them, I'm sure, next year, the Adnoc World Beach Games. And for El Salvador, fantastic home experience. I was watching a lot of this tournament. Fantastic crowds, fantastic atmosphere, and you'd say the right result because when the home team win, it just absolutely bounces on the cost of El Sol there in El Salvador.
2: Well, you've got to get the give the home fans what they want, don't you? That stadium was just buzzing. But, Mark, what were you doing staying up till, till that time to watch those games?
1: It's called having no life and not a lot to do. But, you know, or, or, or the other way you could look at it is extremely dedicated to the sport of, of beach
2: soccer. Yeah, I, I do look at it that way. Thank you, Matt.
1: As we talked about in the last podcast, it was a chance for Ruiz to get back on the sand, win on the home, slightly darker volcanic sand. It uh, was a real bonus for him after a long layoff with injury.
2: Yeah, I love that sand, that El Salvador. Well, you should say Salvadorian sand. It's so dark, and then when the players get covered in it, it looks so dramatic. You know, like the warriors, and you can see the ball really well on the TV as well.
1: That's yeah, <laughs> that's the main thing. You can see the ball perfectly. By the way, we should mention as well there is a new beach soccer ball going back to the traditional orange. I'm sure Matt, if you do some quiet words in the right ears. With Puma, we can get a ball to give away on a future pod. Watch this space for that. And the other main thing, I think, about that tournament was the final tournament for the national team anyway for Sasha Weirausch, a long-time beach soccer player. In fact, he rounded it off perfectly by going 10 years for the national team. He actually started his career, played at university, played one tournament for his university team, and from that he was selected for the national team.
3: The German championship of the of beach soccer at the universities, And they say, we need another player, we cancelled one, and if I have time to come with them. I said, I love beach soccer, because as a child I played a lot on sand um, in my hometown. And so I said yes. The next day I was uh, at this championship, we won the tournament, I was the best player in the tournament. So I got the invitation for the national team.
1: For you it was play one tournament... Please come to the national team. So that must have been an amazing feeling.
3: Yeah, it was. Uh, it was amazing. Um, after I came at home after the, the tournament, uh, I got the invitation. I was I was really happy because the soccer. Yeah, it was it was over for me to be a professional player. And so with the German national team, the dream c- could come true to go to a World Cup. Yeah, at the end, we didn't. But the, it was for me the. A passion to play beach soccer and work to be part of a World Cup.
1: So from that point onwards, he's played for Germany ever since. We've got a full interview with him as a separate pod. Just check your feed for that.
2: Did you do an episode in German as well, Mark? nine. Flip nine? Flippin' heck. We only needed one. <laughs> Danke. And I also managed to catch up with Ali Hall. Here's what she had to say about her unique experience in El Salvador.
0: I think one of my favourite memories is when we were on our way to the game against El Salvador. And it was literally a mile. It seemed like miles of cars that were lined up to get to the stadium. And the police just like broke open like the the streets and made the cars go to right and left for our bus. And El Salvador was behind us to get through. And I think in that moment, every single person on, you know, on my team felt this, amazing just like wow we're here and people love this sport and are coming to watch us play right now and to see the beach game be so respected in the country and just the feeling that you could just feel the chill bumps that every single player on the bus had and it was just this togetherness feeling that we're like let's go we are ready we want to make a stamp here and that was just such an incredible moment
2: alley hall of the usa there do you think we need a small fanfare for this bit, Matt? Always. Never turn down a small fanfare. <laughs>
1: So the full calendar is, of course, on beachsoccer.com. You can get all the details of all the tournaments across the summer there. Uh, Let's go for our pick here, Matt. Which ones are really catching your eye for 2022?
2: World Winners' Cup for me, Mark. That's the one I'm looking forward to most. You remember back in Turkey in 2019, that was the first ever edition, had to forego the two editions that should have taken place in 2020 and 2021 for obvious COVID-related reasons. And we're back and we're in Italy Can't wait for this. There are teams from Africa, from Japan, from, well, that's the beauty of the world winners. It's just like the Euro Winners' Cup, but open to the whole world. So can't wait for that. It
1: does what it actually says on the title, the World Winners' Cup. So I almost imagine it's teams from all over the world who've actually won something and come and play in a tournament. I've, I can see that will be a fantastic tournament. Sometimes a little bit of rivalry amongst the teams to get the best players for these tournaments today are always high, high quality. Fantastic also to see the return of the Copper Lagos. We talked about El Salvador for atmosphere, but Lagos on Victoria Island, it is absolutely unbelievable. If you think games are busy in Portugal during the game, well... In Lagos, it starts about two hours before the match. The DJ fires up at nine in the morning and it just goes from that point onwards. It is such an exciting tournament and it's great to see that one back. And it would be interesting to see because Neom in Saudi Arabia on the east coast of Saudi Arabia is an up-and-coming area. It's supposed to be this new wonder city that's being built there. And from what it was a few years ago, it'll be interesting to see what the place is now. And again, they're hosting the Neon Beach Soccer Cup and a women's event as well. So it should be and what is really picturesque shoreline and should feature some of the world's biggest teams.
2: That's right. I was lucky enough to go to that first edition and what an experience that was. It was just three hours driving through the desert and the stadium was one of the best ones I've ever seen. Yeah, just amazing. And to have a women's edition is going to be super special.
1: And if you want to check out all the other tournaments, including the Euro Beach Soccer League, the qualifiers for the AdNoc World Beach Games, which come up at the end of August, all that is featured. Just check out beachsoccer.com and you can get all the details there. News on a man who is Mr. Beach Soccer in Switzerland, but has also coached in Alexa Tahiti, Russia, Mauritius, Oman, Solomon Islands.
2: Where is he now, Matt? Well, right now he's in another glorious tropical paradise and that's Fiji. What a life that man has. Shrinzi has been in Suva on the very
1: first beach soccer course on the island. Looks like he had around 20 coaches on the course. So again, Pacific Islands like Tahiti, absolutely perfect, these small countries, to build a national team that can be competitive. And what a start it is for that nation, if they've got Shrinzi in charge, things are bound to go well. Brazil, I've got a brand new, brand new old coach, if you like.
2: Yep, Marco Octavio has returned to the helm of the Brazil national team. He was on the coaching staff 22 years ago and he's been doing various things in the world of beach soccer since, but he's back.
1: I do remember speaking to him in Italy when he was coach of Belarus and he brought a guitar with him to entertain the players. So if you're in that Brazil team, you can look forward to being not only given excellent tactical knowledge, maybe some motivational speeches, but also sing-along with your coach, you can't beat that, can you?
2: You can't, and I, I've already got the image in my head of him playing guitar and Rodrigo and Mauricino dancing along.
1: I can imagine a few maracas, cowbells, yeah, them on the team coach. No need for a radio on that team, team coach. <laughs> <laughs> no need for those portable speakers with them. Great fella though, I had a great coach as well, who actually coached in the UAE League. Eleven aside while I was there for Hatter in the Pro League. And speaking of the UAE, they had friendly matches against Switzerland. You've got the man who virtually lifted beach soccer from nowhere to everywhere. Shrinzi up against one of the greats of beach soccer, and now one of the great coaches as
2: well. Amarel's first test as UAE national team coach. How did it go? It didn't go too badly considering the firepower that Switzerland have got. They just lost the first game six goals to seven and then the second game Switzerland won seven four and then the final game UE actually beat Switzerland by four goals to one so fair play to them
1: I think it was a bit of two for the price of one there as well because I noticed that Elliot Mahmoud obviously playing for Switzerland he also then switched to play for Al Wassel in the UAE National League and Al Wassel won that league so Not a bad weekend or a couple of weeks' work there for Elliot and a few of the Swiss beach soccer players. One of the strongest leagues in the world is, as you would expect, the Portuguese League. Well on the way now, two match days in, and it looks like Sporting are in trouble already, Matt.
2: Yeah, that's right. They've lost both of their games so far, while teams like Casa Benfica and Braga have won both of their games. Casa Benfica at the top of the standings on goal difference at the minute. So that that splits the table into four teams that have got six points and four teams that have got no points.
1: And bearing in mind that Sporting did get beat by Braga, I think it was 3-1 in the last round. There's still plenty more beach soccer to go in that Portuguese tournament.
2: That's true, but they did win it in 2020, remember? So that was the, that match was the two previous winners of the Portuguese league, which made it very interesting.
1: As I mentioned earlier, a brand new ball for 2022, back to the traditional orange.
2: That's right, going back to Beach Soccer Basics with that classic orange look there. And remember, you can pre-order it now.
1: Beachsoccer.com. And before we go, Matt, as ever,
2: please give us those socials. Follow us on Instagram, it's at Beach Soccer Worldwide. Same on Facebook. And then on Twitter, it's at Beach Soccer underscore WW. And on TikTok as well, which Mark, I've I've seen, I was always joking, I've seen you've actually got TikTok.
1: Mm -hmm. Yes, I'm down with the kids.
2: Yeah, I didn't realise you kept that sly and secret, didn't you? Just just... let me make my little jokes.
1: Yeah, well, I've just got no viewers, so it is fairly secret, but go on.
2: On on TikTok, it's the same as on Instagram, at Beach Soccer Worldwide.
1: And if you want to follow me on TikTok, search, he's too old for this. That's it, we'll catch you next time.
2: See ya.